I'm Adrian, the host of She's So Cool, a female empowerment podcast. This show is for listeners who want to learn about strong and influential women. Welcome to She's So Cool, where you will hear the life stories of female changemakers each week. Each woman's story will inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. Before we get started with this mini episode, I want to let you know that there will be very minor spoilers related to the Harry Potter series. If you haven't read the entire series, listen at your own discretion. On this episode, you will learn about the struggles and successes of the headmistress of Hogwarts, Minerva McGonagall. She was created by J.K. Rowling on paper, portrayed by Maggie Smith on screen, and by Sandy McDade on stage. Have you ever fallen in love with someone who doesn't truly know who you are? Have you ever felt emotionally attached to someone you are no longer in a relationship with? Or have you ever lost a loved one? These are all things Minerva has struggled with, and I'm here to share her story so we can learn how she became one of the best professors at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. In this episode, I will examine Minerva's family history, her romantic relationships, her experiences at Hogwarts as a student and as a staff member, and her feminist perspective. Before researching for this episode, I knew everything about Minerva that has been revealed in the Harry Potter series, but I didn't know about her history prior to Harry attending Hogwarts. In my other episodes, I usually define terms that some people may not be familiar with. Since you're listening to this episode, I'm assuming that you already know the Harry Potter-specific terms I will be using. If there's a term you don't know, feel free to reach out to me and I'd be happy to explain. She was born Minerva McGonagall in the Scotland Highlands on October 4th, making her a Libra. According to astrology, people born on this day can get away with shocking behavior because they possess a likable personality and exquisite manners. They have respect for tradition but enjoy deflating other people's pompous attitudes. They also have tremendous social awareness and may be engrossed in their careers that bring them close to the underprivileged, as they are eager to make a difference in the world. Minerva was the Roman goddess of warriors and wisdom and William McGonagall is celebrated as the worst poet in British history. Reflecting on the selection of her name, J.K. said, There was something irresistible to me about his name, and the idea that such a brilliant woman might be a distant relative of the buffoonish McGonagall. She's the daughter of Robert McGonagall and Isabel Ross. Her father was a muggle working as a Scottish Presbyterian minister. Her mother was a Hogwarts-educated witch who was captain of the Quidditch team and graduated at the top of her class in charms. When they met, Robert believed that Isabel had attended a boarding school for girls in England. She hid her relationship with Robert from her parents because she was afraid that they would not approve of her dating a muggle. When Isabel was 18 years old, they had fallen in love and eloped. Her parents were not happy with this decision which led her to become estranged from her family. At this point, Robert still didn't know that Isabel was a witch. She gave up her magic and connection to the magical world for love. 
She became very moody and withdrawn because she missed her family. She realized that she needed to tell her husband the truth, so she retrieved her wand from a locked box under their bed and showed it to him. He was shocked that Isabel had kept this secret from him for so long. Their love endured, but their trust had been broken. Minerva was their first child and their only daughter. She was named after her mother's grandmother, a very talented witch. Living in a muggle community, people raised their eyebrows at the strangeness of Minerva's name. She has two younger brothers, Malcolm and Robert Jr., who are also wizards. From a young age, Minerva displayed signs of being a witch. When her Hogwarts letter arrived, her mother sobbed out of pride and envy. She got her wand at Ollivander's shop. It was stiff, nine and a half inches, fir wood with a core of dragon heartstring. During her sorting, she caused the hat to agonize for five and a half minutes as to whether she should be in Ravenclaw or Gryffindor, causing a hat stall. Ultimately, she was sorted into Gryffindor. Coming from a family who struggled with its magical identity, Hogwarts allowed her to feel free to be herself. As a student, she was incredibly successful, especially in Transfiguration. She got top grades in her owls and newts. She was a prefect, head girl, and the winner of the most promising newcomer award given by Transfiguration today. Under the direction of her Transfiguration teacher, Albus Dumbledore, she became an animagus a silver tabby cat with square spectacles around the eyes. She was also a gifted Quidditch player, but had a nasty fall in her final year against Slytherin, where she got a concussion and several broken ribs, leading her to have a lifelong desire to see Slytherin lose on the Quidditch pitch. After graduating from Hogwarts, she returned home for the summer before starting her job in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement at the Ministry of Magic in London. It was during this summer that she fell in love with a muggle farmer boy named Dougal McGregor at the age of 18. He was handsome, clever, and funny. J.K. said, Before either of them knew it, Dougal was on one knee in a plowed field proposing, and Minerva was accepting him. It was the first and only time in Minerva McGonagall's life that she might have been said to lose her head. But Dougal didn't know she was a witch. Thinking about her future, she decided she could not marry him because it would mean she would have to give up her ambitions of being a successful witch. She couldn't break the international statute of secrecy by telling Dougal that she was a witch. And this is why she couldn't give him a reason for her change of heart. He was devastated and she left for London three days later. She was unhappy in London and missed Scotland. She didn't enjoy her job because some of her co-workers were very anti-muggle. This upset her because of her love for Dougal and her muggle father. She was offered a prestigious promotion after working at the ministry for two years, but she turned it down and sent an owl to Hogwarts asking if she could be considered for a teaching position. The owl returned a few hours later, where she received news that she was being offered a job in the Transfiguration Department under Albus Dumbledore. After beginning her job at Hogwarts, she learned that Dougal married a daughter of a farmer. Dumbledore discovered her crying and she explained to him why she was upset. He offered her comfort and wisdom, which helped them build a strong foundation for their friendship. She threw herself into her work, but kept letters from Dougal locked in a box under her bed. She decided it was better to store the letters there than her wand, like her mother. Outside of teaching, her hobbies include needlework, 
correcting articles in Transfiguration Today, watching Quidditch, and supporting the Montrose Magpies. Minerva's old boss from the ministry, Elphinstone Urquhart, was infatuated with her. He would visit on the holidays and periodically propose to her. She continuously refused his advances because she was still in love with Dougal. When Dougal died, it was traumatic, but also freeing for her. After Voldemort was defeated the first time, Minerva and Elphinstone were taking a summertime stroll around the lake on the Hogwarts grounds. He proposed to her again, and this time she said yes. He was overjoyed and purchased a small cottage in Hogsmeade where she could easily travel to Hogwarts every day. Upon getting married, she announced that she would be keeping her maiden name. Some people did not agree with her decision to keep the name of her muggle father instead of trading it out for a pure-blood name. They had a happy marriage, but Elphinstone was bitten by a venomous tentacula and he died three years into their marriage. Minerva could not bear to be alone in the cottage after her marriage had been tragically cut short. So she packed her belongings after the funeral and returned to her sparse stone-floored bedroom at Hogwarts. She was focused on her work and Dumbledore was one of the few people who realized how much she was suffering. She proved to be a strict but inspirational teacher. On Pottermore, it has been said, however protective McGonagall may have been, she always had faith in the students, to push them harder where other teachers may not. She was appointed to the position of head of Gryffindor House. Dumbledore trusted her and made her deputy headmistress. She was a member of the Order of the Phoenix and fought in the Battle of Hogwarts, where she led the resistance against Voldemort. After surviving the Second Wizard War, she became headmistress of Hogwarts. Minerva has been said to be a character carefully crafted, with light and shade, all wrapped in a neat, tight bun. As we have now learned, Minerva had a relatively complicated family situation. She was a clever and observant child, noticing early on that there was tension at home after her mother finally told her father that she was a witch. As children, we are often shaped by the decisions of our parents. We either see something we desire and make similar life choices, or we see something we don't desire and decide to take a different path. With Minerva, she saw the pain her mother experienced as a result of relinquishing her magic for the sake of her marriage, and the frustration her father experienced while hiding the fact that his wife and children had magical powers. Unlike her mother, Minerva realized that staying in a relationship with a muggle would not allow her to truly be herself. She decided it would be better to be without love than to sacrifice magic. For some of us, we would pick love over magic. For others, we would pick magic over love. When you're faced with a difficult decision like this, make sure you go with the option that brings you the most joy and allows you to fully embrace who you are. Even though things with Dougal didn't work out, Minerva ultimately found love in Elphinstone. Minerva's a complex character, and the information JK provided about her background on Pottermore really helped me understand her a lot better. Although she's incredibly protective of her students, she's also known for her stern demeanor. And I realize now that I never really questioned where that personality trait might have come from. I wonder if her teaching style or overall outlook on life changed as a result of the deaths of Dougal and her husband. I think this is a good reminder of the popular saying, 
Let us be kind to one another, for most of us are fighting a hard battle. As readers, we didn't know the challenges that Minerva had experienced in her personal life outside of Hogwarts. Let us be understanding and compassionate when we come into contact with people who seem uptight and strict, because they may have experienced tragic things in their past that have shaped them into being this way. While Minerva was a student at Hogwarts, she was incredibly successful. As prefect and head girl, it's fitting that she went on to be head of Gryffindor House and headmistress of Hogwarts. What I didn't realize, though, is that her schooling overlapped two years with Pomona Sprout, head of Hufflepuff House. JK said that the two of them enjoyed an excellent relationship at Hogwarts, which was further developed when they began teaching together. As a reader, you sometimes forget that the secondary and tertiary characters have their own lives and stories. I think this can sometimes happen in real life, too. We're often so focused on what's right in front of us that we neglect to remember that there are things happening in the background that we aren't aware of. Is there someone you see or interact with but hardly know anything about? Think about setting an intention of learning something new and building a deeper connection with them. We've always known her as Minerva McGonagall throughout the Harry Potter series. We didn't know about her marriage to Elphinstone until J.K. shared this with us on Pottermore, where she said, Minerva, always something of a feminist, announced that she would be keeping her own name upon marriage. Feminism, like many things, is a social construct. We carry out the ideals of feminism with our thoughts and our actions. As different people, we all define and perceive feminism differently. Yet at its foundation, feminism has one common goal. To define, establish, and achieve political, economic, personal, and social equality. Although Minerva is not a real person, I don't think this takes away from the example that her character sets for readers. I remember reading the books thinking, she's amazing. I want to be like her. So I chose to feature her because I believe there's so much power in reading stories with characters who inspire you to embrace who you are, love yourself fiercely, and pursue your dreams. And for me, Minerva does that. Although I'm sharing the life stories of these strong and influential women, you may notice that some details have been left out. I mention this because I want you to know that I have chosen to highlight specific parts of their stories because the content has been planned to help you reap the most benefit from listening to this episode. If you find yourself wanting to learn more about these women, I'm planning to share bonus content on Patreon when I launch my page. I'm waiting to launch because I want to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like. You can email me with suggestions at she'socoolpod at gmail.com. You can also see show notes, sign up for emails, and provide episode suggestions on she'socoolpod.com. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please tell your friends and family to listen. I'd like to build a community together. And you can join by following along on Instagram at She's So Cool Pod, where you'll find beautiful illustrations, inspiring quotes, hints about next week's episode, giveaways, and more. The cover art was created by Gabrielle Bourgeois, and the music was created by Broke for Free. <laughs>